Thank you so much. You guys can be seated. It's actually four kids now. Uh, got a new baby. He's three months. His name is Benjamin. And so for parents, you, you know how busy that can be, right? I didn't have any sleep all last night, so pray for me. No, but thank God for today. Um, good morning to all of you. And uh, I just want to also give honor to where honor is due, President Scott Hagan. Thank you so much for your leadership and uh, all that you're doing here at North Central. We love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. And again, I just want to also thank uh, Joshua, uh, Pastor Joshua, and his leadership here at North Central as well. Thank you for the invitation, for having me. And thank you for loving the next generation and pouring into them. Uh, we had such a great time with you being one of our guest speakers last year at our Moeji camp. So God bless you for that. Um, NCU means so much to me. I uh, graduated here in 2013. Uh, I was uh, 30 then. And today, painfully, I can say that I'm 40. And uh, that was 10 years ago. And uh, me and my wife have been married for 11 years, going on 12 years. And like Pastor Joshua said, we have four kids, uh, three boys and a girl. Jaden is nine, Owen is seven, Joy is four, and Benjamin is three months. And so um, just so grateful for North Central. And uh, I can't believe I'm here again, uh, this time speaking and not a student. Well, I'm actually taking my master's program here. Yes. And uh, had to put it on hold because my wife just finished her doctorate degree. And so a little bit of pressure on me to get, to get my doctorate as well. So you guys pray for me. So I love it here and uh, just really thankful to the Lord uh, that I'm able to share this morning. Uh, let's join hearts and pray. Father, thank you so much for North Central, the leadership of North Central and all the students, the faculty, God, they are doing amazing things here at North Central. And North Central has been a crucial, crucial part in my life in getting my credentials and getting my education. God, thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be able to come back and just pour into these students. God, you love us so much. And 2,000 years ago, you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. That's how much you love us. And so, Lord, Holy Spirit, use me today that everything that I share today would just be food to our soul and our spirit. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I, you know I need you all the time, every minute, every hour, every day. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to tell all of you that there is a purpose for everything you go through. There is a purpose for everything you go through. You know what's crazy? It's easier to say that than to really believe that, right? I have a sister, and uh, eight years ago, she went through a really bad divorce and um, there were some things that she wasn't honest about the relationship, and um, she was a Christian. And I had the wonderful privilege of sharing the gospel with my sister. 
and uh, she came to Christ. But uh, her and her husband went through a really uh, bad divorce. And, you know, being a brother, right, a younger brother, she's older than me, and I would have conversations with her, and our family talked with her, and uh, you know how that can go sometimes. It pushed her away even further, so far that we didn't know where she lived, that we, we couldn't call her, we couldn't email her. We, she would not come to Christmas events and Mother's Day or Father's Day or birthdays for about four years. And when that happened, every day and every night before I went to bed, I got on my knees and I folded my hands and closed my eyes and I told God, I said, God, please bring back my sister. I was like, do whatever it takes. I was like, God, do whatever it takes to bring my sister back to you and to our family. And I would utter these words to God. I I would say, do whatever it takes, but just don't take someone's life. Easter Monday, 2021, it was a beautiful Monday. I don't know if you guys remember that Monday, but it was like 80 degrees. Um, My wife was going to take our kids to the park. She's like, babe, do you want to go? You know, that was a long weekend, right? I mean, we had Good Friday. We had Easter service, and I was just exhausted. So I told her, I was like, babe, you guys go ahead. I think I'm just going to stay home and rest. And so I decided to ride my scooter to my parents' house. It was, they live in Brooklyn Center. I live in Maplewood. I was just going to take the small roads, frontage roads, all that stuff, and, and, go, and go there. I called my mom. She's like, yeah, we're home. Yeah, come. I get on my scooter. I've had this scooter for three years. I'm riding. I come to a stoplight. Stop. Green light. We take off. I'm going about 40, 45 miles per hour. And I wanted to merge to the right, so I looked right and merged. And as soon as I looked in front of me, there was this white pickup truck that had stuff that it was hauling, but it did not tie it down. And the stuff fell in front of me, going 45 miles per hour. And one of the things that fell out was like this 100-pound, like, tote. Like, this, these are not Walmart totes. These, these are like Home Depot. These are like heavy-duty totes, Right? that weighed like 100 pounds. I don't know how it even got out of the, the back of that truck. So, it found, so I hit it going 45 miles an hour. And not only that, but there was a lid to the tote that fell right under me. So I'm like full on brakes and my, my bike runs over this tote, this lid, and my bike flies right and I fall going 45 miles an hour to my left side. Head first, good thing I had my helmet. Falling 45 miles an hour on a scooter feels like 90. And I just tried to brace myself. I was turning and turning and turning, tumbling, and finally came to a, a stop. My left, upper left lung collapsed. I broke six ribs, broke my collarbone, broke my scapula bone. I honestly thought it wasn't that bad. I was trying to get up and I couldn't move, right? 
And I just remember being put into the ambulance and my wife was called and I was uh, laying on the stretcher and um, I was trying to figure out why I couldn't lift up my arm. Well, the nurse, uh, the doctor that came and looked at me was like, is his shoulder supposed to look like that? The lady was like, uh, no. So I reached up and touched it and my collarbone was like this. And I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. But then my sister called, my wife. Haven't heard her voice in like four years. And so I was so, so much in pain. I, I totally forgot about my relationship with her and everything. She called and she wanted to talk to me. So I got on the phone with her. She's like, dang, are you okay? I was like, I think I'm okay. I'm in a lot of pain. And she's crying. She's like, I love you. I was like, I love you too. And honestly, guys, I didn't think much of it because I was in so much pain. I was really glad she called. And uh, I needed surgery, so they cut open my back. It was like a six-hour procedure. I had two bones in my back that were completely dislodged from the accident that was connected to my, my spine. And I remember coming out of the surgery in pain. And my wife came to visit me. She brought food, and I just began to bawl. Because, because have you ever just gone through something, and you're like, God, why am I going through this? I have been so faithful to you. I have been so faithful to you. And I just sat there, and I, I couldn't even eat the food, and I just began to bawl. She's like, babe, are you okay? And I just began to cry. I was like, I don't know why this happened to me. I was like, I'm so faithful to the Lord. And anything he asked me, I, I do, I did it. I was like, I don't understand. She, my wife didn't, bless her heart, she didn't know what to say to me. What do you say to your husband? And he's got broken bones and he's in a lot of pain. Like, what do you say to him? And that night, one o'clock in the morning, I don't know why the nurses didn't bring my, my pain meds. I was so angry. I was in so much pain. I'm like hitting that button, right? They come, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it to you. Like, you guys need to bring it now because I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in excruciating pain. And I try to sit up on my bed and I finally sit up on my bed and I'm just in pain. And I'm telling God, God, you can kill me now, right? And I'm asking, I was like, why am I in so, so much pain? Why, why am I going through this? And I can remember just as clear as if you're talking and I'm talking to you right now. And God was like, do you remember your prayer, right? Anything to save your sister? And this is what God said. God says, I didn't want this to happen to you. I didn't want this to happen to you. The devil wanted to destroy you, but I turned it for good. And something good is coming out of this. And I remembered. I was like, I remember. I was like, my sister called. And I can tell you guys that God used this accident. <laughs> I had to stay home for two months and uh, go through physical therapy. 
And I was in pain. I could not hold my daughter. She was about two. And she's like, Daddy, hold. I said, baby, I can't hold you. And so for four months, I couldn't hold my daughter. And that was the most painful thing. Out of this whole accident, that was the most painful thing. That I, I wasn't able to hold my daughter. But I can tell you guys that through this ordeal, my sister has been reconciled back to us. Yes. Yes. My sister has been reconciled to us, and not just me, but my whole family. Every Christmas now, Thanksgiving, birthdays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, she comes. And we've been reconciled. And uh, I'm telling you that there is a purpose for everything you go through. And I'm not minimizing what you guys have experienced, but whatever you go through, remember that there is a purpose. And that even though people or the devil meant it for evil, God can use it for good. God can use it for good. And this reminds me of Joseph in the Bible. And you guys all know Joseph. His brother sold him into slavery. And, and he spent like 22 years in prison, in slavery, and in the palace altogether. 22 years. And he went through that and was sold into slavery and then, and then sold to a captain of the guard named Potiphar. And his wife wanted to sleep with him and then lied that he did and got thrown into prison. And then in prison, he could interpret dreams. That was a gift that he had. And he would interpret dreams. And uh, one of the dreams he interpreted, the guy was not gonna make it right and the other guy he was gonna make it joseph's like look man god's gonna restore you to your position hey and when he does don't forget about me he's like i got you and what happened he forgot about him and here's joseph suffering in prison not knowing when he's ever gonna see his family or ever leave prison but then one day Pharaoh had a dream, actually two dreams. And this guy remembers that there is this guy in prison that can interpret dreams, right? So they go and get, get Joseph, and he, he comes, and he interprets the dream for Pharaoh, and it's like, look, this is what's going to happen to Egypt, right? It's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And you have to, during those good years, you got you to stock up on, on grain, so then when the, when the famine comes, right, people can have food. So he's like, well, well, why don't we just make you the prime minister? Why don't you just be the second in command? And that's what Joseph became. Joseph became basically the prime minister of Egypt. He goes from a pit sold by his brothers into slavery, lied on by Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison, all to become an Egyptian prime minister so he can save his family's lives. Listen, Joseph couldn't knock at the Pharaoh's door and be like, hey, hire me. I'm going to help you out and we're going to save all of Egypt. I don't think that that would happen. 
The only way that Joseph could have gone into the palace was his brothers had to hate him and sell him into slavery. You see that? There was a purpose for that. There was a purpose for that pain. Have you guys ever been rejected by family or, or hurt by family? Joseph did too. And then, you know, how are you going to get from Potiphar's house to the palace? Well, something has to happen. He has to be thrown into prison. And so his wife has to lie and say that he was trying to sleep with me. And you know, it's a slave's word against Potiphar's wife. You know that slaves will not win. And he gets thrown into prison. And that was a purpose that God had planned. And how is he going to get to the palace? God has to give Pharaoh dreams. And the only way that Joseph can get into the palace to save all of Egypt and his family was to be able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. All of that suffering and pain to save Egypt and to save his family. But check this out. Joseph suffered so much because Judah, it was to save Judah, his brother. Right? Why? Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 through 2. Listen to this. This is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. This is the book of genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot who? Judah, his brother. So really, to save his family, to save his brother, was really about Joseph saving Judah so that Jesus Christ can be born. There is a bigger picture, you guys, for why we suffer, and God allows it. If Joseph didn't suffer that much, Judah would be dead, and we wouldn't have a Savior. And we wouldn't be sitting at North Central today. But because of what Joseph went through, Right? Jesus Christ came from the line of Judah. And there's multiple, multiple scriptures. Matthew 2, 6. Bethlehem in the land of what? Judah. You are, you are important among the rulers of Judah. Yes, a ruler will come from you, and that ruler will lead Israel, my people. Who's that? Jesus. Hebrews 7, 14. It is clear that Christ came from the tribe of who? Judah. In Revelations 5, 5, but one of the elders said to me, don't cry. The lion from the tribe of who? Judah has won the victory. He is David's descendant. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. I want to tell you, there's always a bigger picture to why people suffer. And I'm telling you, it might not make sense right now for what you're going through. It might not make sense, but it will make sense. And you don't have to try to figure it out. God will just make it make, it make sense to you.
God allowed Joseph to suffer to save Judah from death because Jesus Christ would come from the line of Judah. And that's how we are saved from hell and the judgment of God. Genesis 50, verse 20, this is what Joseph says. It is true that you planned to do something bad to me, but really God was planning good things. God's plan was to use me to save the lives of many people, and this is what happened. This is what happened. I don't know what you guys are going through today. I don't know what trauma, what, what thing you're suffering today. Maybe it's family-related. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's, it's something relationship. But I can tell you that whatever it is, God has a purpose. Let me tell you guys what. I would do it all over again. Every morning I wake up and I see my scars. I go, God, thank you. Thank you that you didn't waste that accident and my broken bones. And I can tell you guys that I would do it all over again just so that my sister could be reconciled to us. That's why when we get to heaven, it says the things that we'll see are what? The scars of Jesus. To remind us what he went through. He suffered to save you and me. Whatever you're going through, God has a purpose and a reason. Let's all stand. I'm just going to ask some of our leaders and faculty to come up here. And I want to just give a moment for anyone who is going through something and don't understand what you're going through. And I want our leaders at North Central to pray with you. Just be open. Be honest. And just say, this is what I'm going through, and I don't understand it. But if there's a reason and a purpose, then let it be. And God will help you. He will help you. And at this moment, feel free to come up. And get prayer. Maybe, maybe it's not you. Maybe you're not the one suffering, but maybe it's, it's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. And you can, you can intercede for them with the staff. And I'm telling you that God has a purpose for our sufferings. So this moment, feel free to come up here if you need prayer. So this moment, we're going to do that. I'll be up here too. If you need prayer, please come up here.